Welcome back to the World Cafe. I'm Rena Duras, joined by John Morrison. John Morrison is a podcast host and the host of Culture Cypher Radio on WXPN in Philadelphia, where we make World Cafe. Every month he joins me for the Culture Corner, connects the dots for us across all different genres of music, and all February, every week for Black History Month, John has been here taking us on an exploration of the last 50 years of R&B music. Last week, we talked all about the 90s. This week, we move into the new millennium. Hey, John, how's it going? I'm good right now. How are you? I'm doing well. It's time for the 2000s. We're passing through Y2K, and we're going to try to fit uh, a lot of stuff into this one segment. I know it's a big question, but what has been going on in R&B since the turn of the millennium? It would be impossible to sum up the last 20-some years in the time that we have uh, for this segment, but I'll try. There's there's been... (laughs) A lot of musical um, evolution in the genre. So many stars have emerged. So many have like faded away. Uh, there's been so many enduring songs, uh, R&B songs released in the last 23 years. And it's it's really been incredible for R&B. A lot of huge artists who initially came out in the 90s, you know, like Usher or Beyonce, they became like huge stars in the 2000s and are, are still huge uh, stars and and influential artists. Neil Soul reached its height in the 2000s. We talked about its origins in the the 90s last week. Uh, But then also you have a lot of younger artists like SZA, you know, Summer Walker, Brent Fayez, who are making incredible records. Rihanna is back and she's taking over the Super Bowl. You know, R&B is in a good place, in in my opinion. Well, I guess... We should start maybe near the beginning of the 2000s. Um, an artist who initially came out in the 90s, but really made a big impact, even though her career was, you know, tragically cut short. Uh, Aaliyah. Tell us about her and, and about her song, More Than a Woman, that we're going to hear. Yeah, Aaliyah did make uh, a deep and, and lasting impact on black music specifically, but music in general, uh, you know, despite the fact that she tragically passed away uh in a plane crash in 2001 she was only 22 and you know when i think of her i think about obviously her being so young and having so much of her life ahead of her uh but i also think about the potential for her artistry right more than a woman one is what is my favorite Aaliyah song uh it's from her third album her final album entitled Aaliyah. And the entire album is uh, a high artistic achievement, but More Than a Woman is probably the crown jewel of that record. The song was written by uh, her songwriting partner, Static Major, who also passed away, Mad Young. And it's just a gorgeous, uh, passionate song. It, it still sounds like it's from the future. This This song absolutely blew my mind <laughs> when it came out I, I heard it on the radio and I was like yo like what is this you know what I mean it's still it it doesn't sound like much of anything that was released around that time and and anything that's really come out since you know there are lots of people who found success early on in their careers 
who uh, who were around at the beginning of the 2000s who are not still remembered. And Aaliyah was so young and she was killed in 2001. And I feel like you still hear about how important Aaliyah is all the time, more than 20 years later. Like, what is it about Aaliyah that has stuck with people so deeply? Yeah. You, you hear uh, folks talk about like star power, mm-hmm. you know, in, in artists, artists that have not only musical talent, but have uh, some kind of like intangible thing that draws people in. I think that uh, Aaliyah, is that or had that and you know we last week we talked about the 90s and we talked about how you know younger folks really resonate with uh 90s r&b Aaliyah's absolutely one of those artists who she was my age I, I think she was born like a year before me but young people see images of her they hear her music uh hear stories about her and they're drawn to her so there's Mm -hmm. some kind of like intangible power that she has that uh still really resonates with a lot of people here is Aaliyah more than a woman Cafe. All month, World Cafe correspondent John Morrison has been dropping by weekly to talk about R&B through the decades for Black History Month. We've made it to the 2000s here on World Cafe. You just heard Aaliyah, More Than a Woman. There were a lot of big R&B albums that came out in the 2000s that are still celebrated today. But there was a, a divide in how these albums were assessed by music critics in particular. John, could you talk about that divide and how it influenced how these albums were received? Yeah, R&B generally doesn't really receive uh, the critical acclaim that it deserves from rock critics in particular and non-African-American music critics more broadly, right? When we think about uh, this big canon of albums that are considered critical darlings, Sgt. Pepper's, you know, uh, Pet Sounds, all these records that are considered you know, uh, high artistic achievements and like the album form, there are few R&B albums that really make the cut, right? I, I just think that the genre in general gets like the, the short end of the stick in critical uh, circles. And that happened a lot uh, in the 2000s. There was just like a, a disconnect. Why do you think that is? I think that... um I think that that happened uh, for a lot of reasons. You know, uh, R&B music is primarily focused on like the intricacies of black romantic love, right? Which is a subject that a lot of white rock critics won't relate to or, or, you know, really understand. Uh, R&B is also an artistic space that black women in particular dominate. So I think that there's like, 
a little misogyny happening there too and how uh particularly white male critics assess r&b music if you go back and read a lot of the uh reviews of albums like usher's confessions uh beyonce's solo debut uh dangerously in love a lot of these critics are like panning these records you know what i mean like they're they they don't see the value in a lot of this this music is it's shocking to think if you weren't you know really around then it's shocking to think that somebody would hear confessions for example and not think oh yeah this is a classic record that we're listening to they just they just didn't really see the value in a lot of these albums it certainly seems seems at least like the perception has changed or some of those albums have kind of like gotten more recognition more recently is that true do you think or yeah, I, I think that it's better, and I think that um, a lot of critics who maybe don't have uh, like an intimate cultural connection to R&B understand that they have blind spots, yeah. right? So I think that the music is given uh, a lot more more of a fair shake. This was the same uh, similar situation with hip-hop in the 80s, you know what I mean? Like, if you read some of like those early village voice reviews of rap records in the eighties, like it's terrible. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Not only yeah. is it dismissive of the art, a lot of uh, the language is racist, frankly, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I think that it is better. I think that uh, the field is more diverse also and, and, and not even just demographically diverse, but like diversity of perspectives so it is it is a little better because a lot of these reviews like you read like an old Rolling Stone review of like an Usher record or something like that. Like, yeah, is you, you can tell that the writers just don't see the value in the music. Well, let's hear a song from one of those big albums that you mentioned, one of the biggest albums of the 2000s from Usher's 2004 album Confessions. This is Caught Up. I'm the kind of brother who been doing it my way, getting my bread for years in my career. And every lover, young, in and out my life, I hear love and left in tears without a care. up from Usher. It is the 2000s here on World Cafe right now. John Morrison is here taking us through the 2000s to now, I guess, like the last 23 (laughs) years of R&B as we explore decades of R&B history for Black History Month. Uh, We're trying to squeeze in all the 2000s into today's show. This is a big one. I mean, another artist who's consistently pushed the sound of R&B for the last two decades, she's still going, has been Beyonce. Tell us about her album from 2016, Lemonade. Yeah, you know, with what we were just talking about with uh, how a lot of R&B records were assessed uh, by music critics or by certain demographics of, of music critics, 
Raina, you asked me if the situation had changed or the perception had changed. Lemonade and the the response to Lemonade kind of points to that change and, and how things are different and, and how the music is looked at differently. Off Top Lemonade is an incredible record. You know, it was forged in like this fire of, of hurt. You know, we all know the backstory behind it. There was like infidelity and, and uh, Beyonce took all of that and crafted a record that to me has uh, real depth and uh, emotional power. Uh, Lemonade is also an experimental record. You know, it's R&B, but Beyonce also, she like dips her toe in the country music on a song like Daddy Lessons. Uh, you have this song Freedom, which is built around a sample from uh, a Puerto Rican psychedelic rock band from the 60s, a band called uh, Kaleidoscope. There are so many different influences uh, sonically, but then also she kind of drags you through so many emotions on this record is it's a dynamite album in and of itself and it you know was rightfully beloved and and celebrated when it came out you know it's interesting that you just said that like how she drags you through these through all of these emotions i mean all music can like take you through emotions and also experiment but it feels like r&b is uniquely uh, able to bring a very dramatic emotion while also doing experimental things with the music itself yeah. Here's Beyonce with Hold Up. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Hold down, they don't love you like I love you. Something don't feel right because it ain't right, especially coming up after midnight. I smell your secrets and I'm not too perfect to ever feel this worthless. How did it come down to this? Scrolling through your call list. I don't want to lose my pride, but I'm fing up a bitch. Know that I kept it sexy and know I kept it fun. There's something that I'm missing, maybe my head for one. What's worst? Looking jealous or crazy? Jealous or crazy? Or like being walked all over lately, walked all over lately, I'd rather be crazy. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they From her 2016 like album, The Lemonade, that was Beyonce. Hold up on World Cafe. I'm Raina Duras. I'm joined by World Cafe correspondent John Morrison today. He's been taking us through the history of R&B for Black History Month every week, all month long. We are nearing the end here. Uh, we're in the 2000s, and actually we're about to go into the 2020s. I guess that's what they're called, the 2020s. <laughs> John, where is R&B right now? Where do you see it going? Who are some of the artists who are making waves in the genre? Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, there's been a lot of debate recently on the internet about like the state of R&B and whatnot. But like I said at, at the top of this segment, I think that the genre is in a good place. You know, you have veteran artists who are still making fantastic records. You have some of the younger folks that I mentioned uh, earlier, like Brett Fiaz, uh Summer Walker, Ari Lennox. You have Steve Lacey. You have so many people carrying the torch for this music 
it feels like uh, the genre is in, in good hands for the future. Why did you pick SZA to close things out today? One, uh, my fiance plays SZA all day. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So I, 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 I get to uh, hear this music a lot and, and you know, live with it. Uh, but Notice Me uh, is from SZA's album, S.O.S., that came out not too long ago. And it's it's my favorite song from that album so far. I feel like uh, S.O.S. is one of those albums where uh, certain seasons in your life, you're like, oh, this this is my favorite or that's my favorite. You know, it changes. Notice Me is a, a gorgeous song. SZA is very good at uh, communicating complicated feelings in a very direct manner. And this one just, it just immediately jumped out to me and it's a favorite. So I, I felt like it was, I felt like it was appropriate when talking about like the state of R&B right now to, to close with her and, and one of her songs. This is SZA with Notice Me. It's World Cafe. That was SZA with Notice Me. That is from just last year, which means we have reached the end of our decade-by-decade exploration of R&B with World Cafe correspondent John Morrison. He's been here every week for Black History Month. Thanks, John. You did a really good job of uh, bringing us an overview of the history of an incredibly rich genre of music over just a couple of segments. And now people can kind of go and uh, use your guidance and explore it and dive deeper. This was fun being able to... uh kind of give like a, a a quick and dirty version of something like you said that's this very broad and and a music that that contains so much artistry and so many uh moments is yeah it's been dope and fun and challenging to kind of give people like the 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 bullet point version of all yeah. of this music thank you so much john thank you Raina. John Morrison is a podcast host and the host of Culture Cipher Radio on WXPN in Philadelphia, where we make World Cafe. He joins me every month for the Culture Corner, and all this month he was here every week to take us through decades of R&B history for Black History Month. I'm Raina Duris, back in a moment with more World Cafe.